0: Tuned in to the Bucks and Four, Four podcast. Not five, not six, not
1: seven. I'm, hey, and, and when I say that, and, and when I say that, I, I really believe it. You know?
0: First things first, I want to start off addressing Bucks Twitter in general as a whole. Stop taking this shit so seriously. It's not personal. These are literally just opinions. Um, you know, they're not meant to be anything more than that. And the ones that are, you know, just just taking it to a level of disrespect, um, it's just com- completely uncalled for. You know, and you know, sometimes, you know, I know people troll people. You know, do, do this side and the third, but you can clearly see the difference between somebody's just like you know. Doing, doing, doing whatever, saying whatever for the fun of it, for the hell of it. And then you can see when people are literally like, like taking it personally. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten blocked by so many people within Bucks Twitter. You know what I mean? Just because where I stand and how I view the team. You know what I mean? In, in particular, one player. And we're going to, we're going to get there though. We're going to get there. But all in all, stop taking it so personally. You know what I mean? Um, you know, nobody's. No nobody's tweets will affect real game situations, you know what I mean? And if it does, that player doesn't need to be in the NBA, if that makes sense. Because, you know, this is your duty, this is your job, you're getting paid millions to do this. So if a random person has a few, you know, words that in their eyes is what they see, is what is their critique, is what they find as a flaw within that person's game or the team as a whole, you know, that's that's their right to that opinion, but you know, for once to, you know, take it personal or to think that it, you know, is bigger than what it is. It's kind of like, it's getting, it's getting kind of old. It's getting kind of old. To have the audacity to gatekeep fandom within a, a sports teams community. It, it's pretty, it's pretty hilarious. Um, Coming from a bunch of, Twitter profiles You know what I'm saying It's it's kind of like Okay so I view Or somebody else May view things One way about a team Or about a player And you may not feel that way And you strongly feel this way And you have all The stat porn To back you up You know what I mean And you feel like This person isn't A true fan This isn't a real fan Drop your ego man It's not that deep bro Um, Or sis And this kind of Ties into the whole idea that there's a particular group within Bucks Twitter that's hell bent on always being right. Um, when we're, when we're doing these little debates and everybody's giving their takes on this, that, and the third. Um, and it's almost as if, you know, your ego is so large or your, your need to feel like you, you, you're the ultimate Bucks fan that, that, Feeling is driving you insane to the point to where you think we're just trying to be right. And it's not we're trying it's not we're trying to be right. Or those that are <laughs> that fit this this description. It's not like they're trying to be right. It's just it's just you were wrong. Like it's not like you know, we I didn't make you become a stand of a player. Like that. That's inconsistent and I'm sure you wish he wasn't inconsistent like we all do we we this is not something we want but it's something that needs to be addressed and when it's done whether it's done in a way you like it or not it's justified so the whole getting personal and you know taking it to an extreme to the point to where it's like okay Since you know it all And everything you're saying is right And what we're saying is wrong Then why isn't he proving it on the court Y'all are talking more than his game is talking And that's what That's where the issue lies And with that being said I want to address and acknowledge The infamous and obnoxious Chris Middleton cult the 22 quote You guys drool At the thought of mediocrity And I just can't get behind that man And that's why I'm pushing the Bucks in four movement man Like I'm not going into a series Already expecting two losses Even though I know that's majority of you guys You guys look at it Oh well it's just a It's just a saying It's just you know It's a part of the Bucks culture Well, Brandon Jennings cursed us, believe it or not. Somehow, some way, he found the power to do that. Whether it was intentional or not, we're trying to win a ring, man. Like we need to raise that bar, raise it back up. That bar needs to be raised for the team in general, but also for our second superstar position. Like that number, that that second option guy, the standard needs to be way higher, we're settling, we're definitely settling, yes, even when he scores 20 points, and he gets a couple assists and a couple of rebounds, we're still settling, he still doesn't play great defense, he still turns the ball over, he still can't dribble that well, he still has questionable passes, he still has questionable effort, questionable energy, he still has a lot of flaws in his game, That we just can't have For a guy that has such a large role In this whole Agenda this whole mission that we are on As a team as an organization I don't know If you guys are aware But the Milwaukee Bucks organization Has one Championship In franchise history One 50 years ago And I understand The love for Chris For a lot of you guys Um To a certain extent Because I don't necessarily believe in loving Nor hating You know Strangers It just isn't I don't Put that much You know Care Or Connection With these people I'm connected with With the team The Milwaukee Bucks Because I was born in Milwaukee So I have to Um I have to represent. That's just what it is. So it doesn't matter who's on the team. If you're not, in my eyes, operating in a way that is going to lead to success for us, you have to go. And that's not hate. That's not hate whatsoever.
1: That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that.
0: It could be Giannis, but it's not. (laughs) But it could be. And I would want him gone. But of course, you know, Giannis, he brings it to the best of his abilities and we don't necessarily have to question his effort, his energy, his want. Everything he does. He's a walking he's the epitome, you know what I mean, of what we want here in Milwaukee as a Bucks player. And then you can also say the same about Drew Holiday. But I feel like a lot of people thought it was the same for Chris Middleton. Up until about I would say more so this year because I feel like this season is the season that a lot of people are actually getting on to the idea okay we may need to trade this guy we may need to get rid of him we may need to find a better or even if some people you might not even have to say better because I don't even I don't even want to knock his game completely because like he's a, he's a really good player like I say he's a good player um but we just need to try something different something new something that may be a little bit more compatible. And I understand that throughout the years, you know, especially the ones who have grown to to love Chris Middleton, this is all they know. You know what I mean? This is this is all they've seen in a Bucks uniform for the most part. So he's he's producing the, the stats look good, the narrative looks great. He's not the issue, he's not the problem. Well, I feel like once Drew Holiday came on a team. It became a little bit more evident that he is extremely flawed as a basketball player. He's not a bad basketball player. He doesn't suck. He's really good. But he's not necessarily what we need to break out of this slump, this 50 year slump of not winning a championship. We can't have a player in such an important role that always finds himself in a slump when we're trying to get out of a slump as an organization and that's not hate that's yeah, not listen. hate whatsoever
1: that's called motherfucking boys nigga Fucking you people. know nothing about that
0: and i think our fans got a little spoiled with the eastern conference finals appearance it's almost as if that team that moment that feeling Set the standard And I think that bar is too low for us Because hence we're trying to win a championship guys And gals The goal is A trophy Diamond rings On the whole squad That is the goal Mind you It's been Two years now and judging on the eye test, and I'm pretty sure there are stats out there to back this up, but I'm not a stat porn addict, so I won't necessarily be the guy that's naming off a lot of stats. Um, although, of course, you know, I feel like as a as an NBA fan, as a basketball fan, you definitely tune into stats, but I don't use that as for my argument. I don't need it. It's 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 cool to, to use to have to to bring as a, as, as ammunition to, to help your own thoughts. But I can think for myself. Start a knock on anybody else who's who loves stats and stuff like that. But I know I know what I'm looking at when I watch TV. When I watch when I watch us play. Um and this is coming from somebody with an extensive basketball background. Um and that's nothing to to, to necessarily toot my own horn about because, you know, I'm pretty sure majority of Bucks Twitter has played basketball before. Um But I I'm just very confident in my instincts and my my knowledge of the game um to the point to where i don't necessarily need other people to put things into perspective for me when i can just view it myself shit like that shit like that shit like and that, from what that, i've that, seen like that. we don't look like the same team that was in the eastern conference finals um and i see that with my eyes and also it's like a feeling and i think we all kind of have had that feeling some at, at some point in time this season you know, we've had our highs this season. We've had our lows um, as a team, as a whole. But all in all, you know, there are a lot more people that could see us, you know, being a second-round exit. I don't really think people see us being a first-round exit, although I've seen that a few times on Twitter. But could those could have been trolls. And that happens a lot. You, you'll you see takes on Twitter um, within Bucks Twitter that, you know, People aren't really being serious. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's hard to differentiate that. But I feel like, you know, for the most part, anybody who said we're a first round exit this season, they're trolling. You have to be trolling because Giannis is way too good for us to go out in the first round. I'm sorry. I don't care who on the planet is playing us. That's just what it is. You know what I mean? But um, unless we're facing the Miami Heat, I think you have to be a little bit more realistic about your your Bucks fandom if you think you know we shouldn't worry about facing the heat in the first round. You know what I'm saying? I know the bubble in a lot of our eyes, you know, was a not necessarily a fluke, but that series, if Giannis was healthy and, you know, some cause went our way, it could have went a lot differently. But it didn't. So with that being said, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, if we face the heat, we're going to win for sure. I don't know that. They have to prove that. It's been 50 years since we won a ring, so I'm not giving passes. They have to prove that. I don't know these men. I root for them, you know what I'm saying? And I root for Chris Middleton also for the ones who don't think that I do. Um, I'm just one who's, you know, I still have a taste in my mouth of being two games away from men in NBA Finals. And I don't know if some of you guys have forgotten that. But. We were literally so close. And the way I see it, if we would have actually got there. And if things would have played out exactly how they did in the West. As far as injuries, etc. We would have won a ring. We would have definitely won a ring. And I think the ripple effect to us heading back towards mediocrity started with us letting Brogden go. Um, and I think a lot of people, even outside of Bucks, uh, Twitter, Bucks fandom, you know, anybody who just supports the Bucks, like the Bucks, you know, a lot of people th- thought that we shouldn't have let him go. And when we did, that was a dumb thing to do, especially after signing Bledsoe. And I understand, oh, you signed Bledsoe, so you couldn't sign Brogden. He had to do it, believe in Horst. Nah man. Horse is known for handing out bad contracts. Bang, it bang, is what it is. Bang, like I'm not bang, vouching for him either. Bang, bang. bang. You, you hand out up, a bad up, contract up, to so You hmm. hand out a bad contract to Middleton. In my eyes, some people he's deserving of forty million, but I don't know why. Um handed out bad contracts. Lopez making 14 million what next year you have to ask something like that um you know it's just I'm not too sure what what horse has in mind as a GM. I think he he puts personal relationships and friendships over winning championships and titles and if that is the case I could be wrong but based on results I don't know it looks it looks it looks a little slow for for mr horse and Unfortunately, he almost looked like a genius with that bogey situation, but somehow, some way, we messed that up. And I know most people want to blame Woj, and I'm not necessarily going to blame Woj, to be honest, because who told Woj? It's not like Woj woke up one day and said, ah, bogey went to the Bucks. I know. I just, I just thought about it. I figured it out. Like, no, he didn't. Somebody had to give him that information. And from it going from... You know, between the Bucks organization, the Bucks front office and Bogie's people to, to get into Wojt. I have to blame that on the Bucks front office. Somehow, some way, they have to be accountable for that. And that's just that's just my line that's drawn in the sand and I'm on the side of, you know what I mean? We messed that up. Horace messed that up somehow, some way. So if that bogey situation went through, we'll be looking at a whole different scenario for our team. But it didn't go through. And we're starting Dante at the shooting guard position. And we're still relying heavily on Chris Middleton to be this fringe superstar. And I'm saying fringe superstar because of his coat. And where they have placed him amongst others in the league. There are ones, you know, who are opposed to trading for Harden. There are people who are opposed to trying to get Bill or or trying to get Bill in the future. I know in this this past deadline, we didn't necessarily try to do anything, it seems. Um, but in the offseason, Giannis definitely said he, wants, he wanted Bradley Bill. He said bogey, but he definitely said Bradley Bill. And I know a lot of the stands act like he never said that, but he said that, y'all. And it's not rocket science. If you're getting Bradley Bill, you're giving up Chris Middleton. And that's just that's that's two plus two equals four. Um and I know that's unfortunate for a lot of twenty two cult members. But Giannis said that out of his own mouth. He he said that. He wanted Bradley Bill. Um but there are also, you know, those that think that Chris Middleton is better than Klay Thompson. A healthy Klay Thompson, that is, you know. Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, I could go on and on, but these texts are simply not true, and that's not hate, that's not hate whatsoever.
1: That's called motherfucking bars, nigga, you know nothing about that.
0: If you were to swap Chris with either of those guys that I just named, we'll probably have a ring right now. And don't give me, oh, well, Zach, this is his first all-star appearance, or JB, this is his first all-star appearance. Well, if they were on the Bucks, they would have multiple all-star appearances. And it's just simple as that. And my issue lies with the ones who don't see that, who don't understand a lot of accolades and a lot of, Titles that have been given to Chris is a result of the system that he's in the team that he's on And a lot of you guys like to blame coach Bud for Chris's shortcomings or I've even seen some people blame Giannis And his flaws are the reason why Chris is Chris can't break out like, like he should or you know And and that's just ridiculous where was, where was this Bud slander when Chris was a two-time all-star now I'm not advocating for Coach Bud I want him gone as much as the next man does But he can't make Chris Middleton Dribble the ball well and not turn it over He can't make Chris Middleton close out with effort He can't make Chris Middleton dive on the floor For the 50-50 ball He can't make Chris Middleton play defense At an elite level he's paid an elite He has already what he got man He got us to the Eastern Conference Finals Broke all these records with Eric Bledsoe and Wesley Matthews as our, as our backcourt man Like Cut him a little slack I'm not saying I'm Like I said I'm not advocating for Coach Bud I want him fired as much as anybody else I'm sure But He's A lot better than what a lot of y'all think he is In my opinion And And I don't even think coaching matters that much In modern day NBA But It's not like he's working with two superstars Like most Other coaches that are Coaching contending teams right now Are You know what I mean like He's working with Giannis, who's outstanding. And then you have a huge drop-off. And, you know, he's done what he can do. But it is time for him to go also. But with that being said, Bud is not the one holding Chris Middleton back. Only Chris Middleton is doing that. I'm pretty sure if Chris Middleton was the superstar, or the second option, the Robin that y'all think he is, Bud would look a lot better. Y'all say, oh, well. Bud needs to coach Chris Middleton differently and use him like how Kerr used Clay. And it's like, well, Chris isn't Clay. Chris doesn't move off the ball like Clay. He doesn't play great perimeter defense like Clay. He isn't consistent like Clay. He just isn't so we need to stop doing that. It is just it's just bad for Chris. And the stands are the ones that are responsible for that. And this is not to knock his game or his his skill set. He's a really good player. But he's not necessarily what you guys make him out to be, and it's just maybe it's completely unfair to him. But he's not what you make him out to be. You can take a sample size at the beginning of this season, where I would say it was peak Middleton Colt energy. It was peak energy there, like it was just it was ridiculous. Um, up until about the All Star break. He was arguably playing his best basketball ever, including, you know, the years he went to the All-Star game, et cetera. He was playing his best basketball at the beginning of this season, in my opinion. You know, you could say last year or two, but he was kind <clears> of <throat> riding that that bubble, um, you know, momentum that he picked up on to the beginning of the season. And even with him playing that well, he was not voted an All-Star. So, even at his peak, Fringe All-Star, that's not going to cut it as our second option. It seemed like Giannis is the only superstar MVP, back-to-back MVP, that has to deal with pretty much bottom-of-the-barrel Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit in order to like get that. the job Shit done. Like like I mean... Drew Holiday's kind of changing that narrative. But, I mean, for crying out loud, he took Wesley Matthews and Eric Bledsoe to the Eastern Conference Finals. Those two players are pretty bad right now. <laughs> They're pretty bad. And I'm not going to say it would be the same if Chris Middleton was to leave our team. Like, he would be just as bad. I'm not saying that, but. I do think there will be a drop-off for sure. Giannis is just that good. He makes people that much better, including Coach Bud, including everybody. He makes everybody look that much more elite. He even make Horse look elite. He's the reason, you know, Bud has one coach of the year with us. Horse has one GM of the year. Chris has two all-stars, you know. These are these are all results of Giannis onto the Kumpo. If Chris was as good as the cult makes him seem, then maybe you guys wouldn't have to defend him so much. Maybe you guys wouldn't have to put on this act,
1: face first, to save.
0: The Chris Middleton narrative that he personally drives Shit like that. into the ground. Shit like that. Shit like that. You can't blame any account on that. Twitter. You can't blame us for him not being able to break a double team. For him not being able to put the ball between his legs in traffic without turning it over. You can't blame us for him not being able to create his own shot at a high level, at an elite level. He's good at it. But it's not elite. It's, it's not, you know, it's not going to get it done consistently, which is why he's inconsistent. A lot of his shots are, to be honest, they're bad shots because they're extremely contested. He's just mastered making contested shots, and that's his gift to the world. You know, he's a great shot maker with the hand in his face. He's also great in the mid range. He's great at ISO, I mean, he's you know, he has his his pros. And I think this is what the cult leans on the most. It's like they they drain the to, they drain this to the last drop for their arguments and their narratives. But his cons simply outweigh the pros, unfortunately, and a lot of that is due to the. Position that he is within our Bucks organization, and that's not hate. That's yeah, not hate listen. whatsoever.
1: That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you break. know nothing about that.
0: And I think with the addition of Drew Holiday, it has shined light on these cons even more. Like for instance, he's a below average defender, hands down below average defender. Don't care about stats, don't care about team defense, his in and the third. He, he's below average. A lot of it has to do with effort and energy or his overall lack of athleticism. I just think when Drew came in and we get to see somebody else besides Giannis play defense at an elite level, it just kind of, we look at Chris like, okay, so you can shoot, but What else? Because Drew's coming in, and he just got here. He's bringing all these things to the table. And you were bringing maybe one, maybe two things. And I'm saying maybe two things, and I can't even think of that second thing outside of just jump shots. But that's just me trying to give him a little leeway here because he's not bringing defense like that. Y'all can claim he's bringing playmaking, but I've seen enough just atrocious alley-oop passes. I've seen enough passes in the traffic that just make no sense I've seen enough dribble dribbling the ball off his foot you know in my opinion he would be best suited in a Rip Hamilton type of role where he's not really dribbling whatsoever he's just shooting and that's not a max contract type of guy and that's where the dilemma is always going to be if Chris played an elite if Chris played elite defensively it, it, it Everything would just, it, it'll cancel out. Everything would be, everything would be a okay with him. But he can't even bring it on that end of the floor. So it's like, you have to look at the holes in his offense even more now because we can't look at his defense. There's nothing to look at. He has length, so he can, you know, contest shots. So sometimes it's like, oh, he he's, he's playing great D. He was there. You know, he was there because he has to be. He's his job. He gets paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I can name like, Eight ten players, eight to ten players on a team that plays defense better than Chris Middleton, maybe less. I don't know, but it's just unacceptable in my opinion. But that's just that's that's Chris Middleton. But regardless, that's not on anybody but him. And for those who are you know angry, upset, tired of fans or quote-unquote Chris haters online pointing out the flaws in his game. What else are we supposed to do? You know, we've been dealing with this for years and it's not like he's improving. It'd be different if he was improving. You know what I mean? He's not improving in a lot of these areas. Drew coming in a, a real dog, man. He's a real dog and us seeing this as a whole as an organization i think it kind of lowers the value of chris just just a touch just a tad because it's just like okay we paid this guy this much money when drew came when drew comes in and is doing everything that chris is doing and then some on both ends so now, now I have to look at Drew as our Robin now. Even though Chris is this, this is his role. This is this is what he was before Drew was even thought about being on the Bucks. Now he's out of position. Now he's out of whack, and I think that's what's causing him to also, you know, go into this quote-unquote annual slump that he's in. That he has been in. It's the fact that you know. It doesn't it doesn't even need to be said it's, it's it's an energy thing you clearly see who's being more impactful in the team who's who' sl- who slid into that second option role by default it naturally happened I think everybody was, was the narrative was to put Chris there and keep him there but you know talk is cheap you got to walk the walk drew walks the walk you know he doesn't need a coat behind him to, to prove it either so that's just what that is and that's not hate that's yeah, not hate listen. whatsoever
1: that's called motherfucking bars, nigga Fucking you know nothing about
0: that he doesn't need a pitch he doesn't need a he doesn't need to convince you he shows it to you night in and night out even when he has a bad shooting night he's impacting the game he's doing the little things the 50-50 balls He's putting his body on the line. I know somebody who's getting paid $170-something million dollars to not do that. He's not, he's not doing that. The NASA shows more effort. Pat shows more effort. Dante shows more effort. You can go down the whole list. Nine times out of ten, they're going to show more effort than Chris Middleton. I have a problem with that as a fan, and if that makes me a hater, then you need to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what do I want out of this Bucks team? Because if you're okay with that yourself, then I question your your Bucks fandom, and I'm not even the one to do that. You cheer for whatever you want to cheer for. Think what you think. I don't care. But to go out your way and call people haters for for stating what we're seeing with our eyes, what's 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 the reality of the situation? That that's just it's just it's just ridiculous. And you guys always point out, oh, Chris haters, they're so, they're they're so contradicting. One minute they're saying he sucks, next minute you want to trade him for Bill, make it make sense. How does it not make sense? (laughs) You seen what the, the, the rappers did with DeRozan? Got him up out of there, man. Sorry. He was good, but I got a better player for him. Why can't we be? Why can't we do that? Why does Giannis have to settle with a fringe all star, somebody who has to have a whole pitch team ready to give you a reason why he should be considered what he's considered, as opposed to his game proving that? It's like even Chris lovers <laughs> or, you know, Stan cult members. You guys even know the holes in this game, but it's like you ignore it to keep your own personal agendas or narratives alive and, you know, standing strong. And to me that doesn't make any sense either. You guys see that he can't dribble that well. You guys see he's not a great defender. You guys see that? Oh, he's efficient, but he doesn't take a lot of shots. Who's fault? Like, I'm, I'm so, I, am not. I don't as a fan. I'm not accepting that. You know what I mean? And I don't think that um, we should, you know, be looking at this team as a a real championship team with a guy like that having such a huge role in our team. It, doesn't, it just doesn't. Make, doesn't make sense. Um, not everybody else have to step up and go the extra mile to make up for what he lacks. That doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather just move on. It's been years. I know it's past the trade deadline, but this has been me since before he signed his contract. So the whole ah, oh, this is just ridiculous, it's hate. You're a hater, you hate him. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be saying this. It's past the deadline, you're bad like no, you know what I mean? This is, I've been saying this. There are others who have been saying this. It's just now that it's 2021 and we're a few years away from him signing that contract. And a lot of things that we've been saying has come to pass. I remember saying Levine is better than Middleton, Bledsoe. Um, I remember saying, you know, Bill is better than Middleton. A lot of guys are better than Middleton. And, you know, at the time you guys had all these narratives, whether well, he's not an all-star like Chris is, or he's not efficient and like chris is i'm not even gonna say 50 40 90 because he's never been that but he's gotten close and you know, i've gotten close to a lot of things in life myself but you know i didn't get there so i didn't get that i didn't get that reward for it, you for me but it just it just happens that a lot of things that you know quote-unquote anti chris middleton people or chris haters a lot of things have just come to pass um And two things could be said about that. One, stats aren't everything. And just because, you know, stats might show this about a person doesn't mean that's who they really truly are. And that's why you have to include the eye test. You have to include contact situations, coaching, personnel, role on a team. All of that is it factors into, you know, stats. And then another thing. It's just the fact that these quote unquote Chris haters that you guys refer to there aren't actually haters at all. Um, and they probably want to see the Bucks win the championship a lot more than you. Which is why they snapped out of any delusion or any biased mindset towards our team. We understand the situation that we're in as a team with the addition of this net super team in the East. With the fact that, you know, every other team in our conference are they're on an upward spiral as opposed to us. Yeah, we got Drew. Drew's old though. I mean, he's not like old, old but, you know, we have a few years with him before he you know, we kind of got to start looking at another point guard, but we got him post-prime I mean, you could still say he's in his prime but, you know, from a physical standpoint post-prime the Celtics both are their best players are you know young and still improving every game? You can say um, the stats might not show it, but they're picking up that experience. Um, Philly, you can say the same. The Heat, you know, Bam is young. Jimmy's Jimmy. Jimmy. They're shooters. They're young. They still have a lot of room to grow. Um, you can even say the Hawks. You know, I'm not looking at them as a contender, but in terms of being. Relevant in the present and the future, you know, our window is a little differently because of our Robin and our third option at this point, you know, or you can even say the fact that we don't have any assets <laughs> headed into headed into the future. No picks. We have we have a pick now at twenty two first, but knowing horse, there's a good chance he might not even try to trade it. He'll draft a rookie. We'll stuff him at the end of the bench and Bucks sort of will argue for the whole season whether or not, you know, we should fire Buff for not playing this guy. But, you know. Sooner or later, happens. we're going to have to get a Robin that's on Giannis' timeline. Because at the end of the day, this is about Giannis. This is Giannis' team. Giannis is going to be the guy that's going to get us there. We need guys that's going to compliment him to the best of their abilities, and I don't necessarily see that with Chris Middleton. Yeah, he can shoot, and Giannis can't shoot that well. So people think, "Oh, well, it fits like a perfect piece, puzzle piece." It doesn't. It doesn't fit because, from a mentality standpoint, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Giannis is putting putting his all out there every night. If the shot doesn't go in, he's still gonna he's still gonna get his attempts. He does not care. It's like You can't say the same For Chris Middleton Drew's mentality Is a lot closer To Giannis's mentality Than Chris Middleton Chris Middleton Does not have A championship mentality In my opinion And that's not hate That's yeah, not hate listen. Whatsoever
1: That's called Motherfucking bars Nigga Fucking You please. know nothing About that
0: I think that's gonna be You know Something that's gonna Be a problem From now on Going into the future Until you know Either we trade Chris Middleton, the Nets break up as a team. Um, I don't know. We're going to have to just catch a break. We're going to really have to catch a a break for us to to win with this roster, in my opinion. It has to be something that's, like, out of our control. But, you know, just based on, you know, what we've seen so far this year, from our team and other teams in the league, I just – I don't know. I Can't really see it. The only way I see us ever winning a ring with Chris Middleton being our second guy from a you know, from a duty, a responsibility standpoint, like that's what he is. He's our Robin on paper. Giannis is gonna have to be literally the best player ever in my eyes. Like he's gonna have to develop a great jump shot so there's no wall. He's gonna have to develop you know, he's gonna have to be Will Jordan. Like Will Chamberlain mix with Michael Jordan, bro, like in order for us to consistently be a championship contending team with with our with our with our current setup right now, with our current roster. Um that's just how I feel. And I know Giannis is great. And I, I personally feel like he has a chance to be in that GOAT conversation when it's all said and done based on his his current resume and the fact that he's constantly progressing. You know what I mean? He's he's every flaw that he's ever had he's touched up on it and he's strengthened that weakness of his. So I have to I have to give props to that and I have to give respect to that for Giannis. But um, I'm not gonna be unrealistic, you know, and 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 say you know if he doesn't get the job done, it's his it's his fault. He has enough. Like, nah, I can't say that, man. LeBron never had to say that. Steph doesn't have to say that. Jordan didn't have to say that. Kobe didn't have You can go down the list. And I guess, you know, Giannis could be the exception. He could be the one that, like, you know, ran through all these teams in this modern-day Super League era. He was the one that, you know, was a part of the team that wanted to stay traditional and old school, like the 70s, and not, you know, make the big power moves in order to win a ring. You know, he could be the guy that get gets us there that route. But it's it's I'd, – I'd rather just – play the game like everybody else playing. Make these trades. Um, get that second superstar next to Giannis, man, and call it a day. We're wasting Giannis's prime years, you know what I'm saying, waiting for Chris Middleton to 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 believe in himself enough to be what we all see that he could be. I mean, we see the skill. It's not like he doesn't, you know, ball out some games or play really well on offense, shoot the ball well, but you know that's, that's the skill, but what about the effort, the mentality? And that's where defense comes into play. That's where, you know, that effort comes into play. And that's where most of his flaws come into play. It's, it's, it's mental for him. So the whole, oh, you know, you guys keep saying Chris suck. He doesn't suck. Like, we duh, he doesn't suck. <laughs> duh. Like, come on now. But that doesn't mean he can't get traded for a better player. That can help us now. That could consistently be a bucket, like a bill, like a Levine. You know, but it might be too late now. We should have traded him at his peak last off season because this current slump that he's been in the past few months or weeks or whatever it lowered his value, man. It's like if the fans can see the flaws and the red flags and the glaring holes, it's like of course these other GMs are seeing it. Like, oh, you don't think the other GMs seen OG Ananobi just pin his shot in midair, like you know, like or they don't see all these, you know. Average players getting buckets on him on a regular basis, or him turning the ball over on a regular basis, like that bubble don't matter. That game four second half, that's stop. That that's in the past. What is he doing now? If I'm a hater for not wanting to see that anymore, then what are you? What do you want from the Bucks then? Because. I don't like sloppy basketball. I don't like lousy basketball, man. And when he's playing like that, I don't, I don't, I just can't really, I I can't really go for it. And it's extremely hard to cheer for um, knowing that we were just in the Eastern Conference Finals and knowing what we're up against trying to get to the finals this season, looking at the Nets, looking at, you know, their, their mega three with their depth, etc., cetera, even with them losing LA, you know, they're, they're still a very powerful team and you guys can knock all injuries or, you know, defense. They might not mesh. Who's going to guard Giannis? Who's going to outscore KD Harden and Kyrie. Y'all have yet to answer that. I have yet to see it. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm very I'm very concerned about our our chances of winning the ring this season. Going into next season, I'm a little less worried because there's hope for change. You know what I'm saying? We're we're eligible to trade players again. We have a 2022 first to work with. Hopefully Horse actually uses it in a trade, not actually, you know, using it but ship that off. Hopefully attach it to Middleton, you know what I mean? Ship it off. And we all know the Bucks they're very late when they make moves. We're very late. We're like a year or two too, too slow. Like if we would have got Drew, you know, a year or two ago, we would have a ring. If we would have let Bledsoe go, I mean, it's kind of the same scenario. But we, would, you know, probably have a ring. You know, we had a different point. We we could have had Jeff T. in the Eastern Conference Finals and got further than what we did, or in the or in the Miami series. I wonder if it's too late to get a great return on Chris Middleton. It's almost as if the whole world is, you know, we know what the gag is with him now. We know what he can bring to the table. We More importantly, we know what what he can't bring to the table. And that's more important in terms of getting assets back for him. Not more important in terms of our team and, you know, trying to win because, you know, the more important thing is what he can't bring to the table. He does a lot of good things well He does a lot of bad things well too I just personally Think we should have traded him After last season That was his peak As far as value From age From results on the court From stats We should have traded him In the offseason Sold high Same with Brooke Um, You know Unfortunately the Dante trade didn't go through. But it would have been the same with Dante also. He's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready to be a starting shooting guard on the championship team. It's just, it's just it's just the facts. I feel more comfortable with Brent out there. I would say the same by Wara Merrill. There's a lot of other guys I feel a little bit more comfortable with, you know. I think Dante's a he's a he's a he's a pretty good player. Shows a lot of effort. Goes hard on defense. A lot of a lot of red flags in his game, similar to his shoes. Um, and it kind of fits his whole big raggle theme. So it's it's just, you know, it's inevitable that he that's just who he is. You know, he'll get a big steal and come down and miss a layup. You don't know what you're going to get with him No, I'm not saying Marowara and you know Brand and other options are Necessarily just flat out better than Dante But it's almost like they're more comfortable with themselves You kind of Know what you're going to get Like They play their roles well You know Brand is a shooter he he shoots Meryl is a You know we, we know a little less about him but we know he's a shooter. And he's consistent. You say the same with Wara. Um, but with Dante, it's like, okay, he can shoot. His percentages has, has improved with his, you know, playing time, etc. And I want to, you know, shout out to him for that. For, you know, he has improved his jump shot, his three-point shot. But when I think of Dante, I don't think he's a shooter. I don't look at him as a bucket. I don't even think he can develop into that. I mean, I'm not going to say he can't. He could. But we, we're we not into the idea of what someone could be right now. We're trying to win a ring. Our window is now. Based on our personnel on this team, our window is now. Based on the drive assets that we don't have, we have to be thinking about winning now, today. And I just, I don't know. It's like I know what Drew's going to bring to the table, elite offense and elite defense. I know what Chris is gonna bring to the table, some jump shots. I know what Giannis is gonna bring to the table, superstardom. I know what Brooks is gonna bring to the table, very, very weird three point shots um, at the worst times. But sometimes he'll hit. But regardless, you know he's gonna block. He's gonna box people out, which is very beneficial to our team overall, um, and our rebounding as a whole. He's gonna protect the rim. You know, we all know Brook has his flaws. I don't want to get into that, but he does what he he does what he can, and we know what to expect from him. But with Dante, it's like you don't know one one minute he might give you fifteen points, one minute he might give you two points, one minute he might give you fifteen rebounds, and it's just like, all right, you know, cool, you, you can you can rebound, you know what I mean? But I don't need my shooting guard trying to be Moses Malone. That's just not what I need him to do. And that's not hate. That's not hate whatsoever. That's called
1: motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that.
0: I don't think, you know, I don't even think that's what he thought he would be doing as his role on the team. You know what I mean? He's just trying to find something to do, trying to find his fit in because he's the default starting shooting guard. That bogey trade didn't go through. You know, he had to deal with deal with this with the results of it folding and him having to stay here. And be in a situation to where he's, you know, forced to develop even faster. He's not doing that. But we'll see what happens with uh with Mr. DiVincenzo. And to be fair, he's supposed to be in Sacramento right now. You know, he's a developing young player, never started in his career. Um, he should have be started on a contending team, and they tried to fix that situation, but it failed. And we're here now. So, but man, if we had an actual superstar second option, Dante would be a great off ball guy. You know what I mean? He'll be a great, you know, just kind of plug into the starting role. But for our personnel, he just doesn't fit in our starting lineup, in my opinion. If we had Kawhi at the three instead of Chris Middleton, with Dante and Drew in the backcourt, championship. We'll probably three peak. But that's not the case. I'd rather have Malik Beasley, Malik Monk. You know, if we're gonna do a young shooting guard, you know, give me one that actually plays shooting guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not just out there, just 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 to be an athlete, a positionless athlete that that can't really dribble that well, not really a consistent scorer. You know. But when he does well, like, we all love it. But, you know, we just never know when that's going to happen. Same with Chris, you know, it's like we all wish he could play like he does when he plays against the Timberwolves. We wish he could do that every night. We wish We wish he could do that against the Raptors. But it's, you know, when the stakes are raised, I can't say that Chris Middleton raises his his playing ability. Um and no game four against Miami last year in a bubble. That was there was no pressure. The stakes were not raised in that scenario. The series was over, Giannis was hurt. We gotta we gotta we gotta we snuck a game in. You know what I mean? He didn't have any pressure to do that. And my the, the way I see it. And when the pressure was actually on now it was like, Okay, they got one game in. Let's see if they can do it again and make it an actual series. He flopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When he was actually, you know, by himself. And for me as a Robin, you're supposed to step up when your man guy is down and help us win games, not lose games. So that means playing both ends of the floor. That means you know it means being elite. Not by just stats, by eye test also, by you know, effort, by energy, you know what I mean? And not just one half of a game. And that's not hate. That's not hate whatsoever. That's
1: called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing
0: about that. And I think a lot of people, they point out the Heat series and they think, oh, he was the only reason why we won that game. And, you know, he was our best player that series, this, that, and the third. As if Giannis wasn't hurt. And as as if Giannis didn't ball out completely out of his mind in the first half of game four. To even give us momentum to even have a chance to eventually win that game. Most Chris Stans or cult members, they definitely point out, you know, game four is like their main argument. Either that or 50, 40, 90. And both are kind of weird arguments because one, you're arguing over the fact that we didn't get sweat, we got gentlemen sweat. Well, we still, we barely won one game. So, how are you using this as your, 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 your main argument as to why we shouldn't trade this guy because he got us, he barely got us one game when Giannis was hurt the whole series. And if Giannis didn't ball out against Orlando, we wouldn't even have gotten to the Heat series. We don't even think about that though. It's just Chris won us a game. Well, in that first half, you know, you take Giannis' production away, we don't win that game. That might have been a blowout because the NBA is about runs. The game of basketball is about runs. It's about momentum. It's about energy. It's an art. It's about energy. Y'all got to stop saying, you know, Chris won us that game by himself. He definitely deserves a lot of credit, but he didn't win us that game by himself. He played well that series. I'm not, I'm not even gonna say he played well. He play played pretty good. Um A lot of our a lot of our guys didn't play well that, that series as a whole, hence why we we lost as a team. It's not like we you know we 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 lost and then only Chris won. You know what I mean? Like that one game. Like, nah, we, we lost in one one game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lost four, so I think um Yeah, I think that series for me is like a it's a personal outlier for, for Chris Middleton. And I understand the Celtic series the 7th third, but Giannis was healthy though, Celtic series, man. This this is that series right there was the series that I really, you know, looked at Chris and, and I saw who he really was. Um and mainly in that game five when the focus was really on him. He shot like shit, man. Like, what, 22% from three, 30-something percent from the field. I think he fouled out. Yeah, he had 20 points, though, you know? So that's good for his average, overall average, so the argument's better for the stands. But, you know, all in all, it wasn't enough. If we if we had won that series, yeah, there should be absolutely no Trey Chris ideas out there we we lost bro we lost the whole series man like convincingly very convincingly in the game we won i'm pretty sure the heat went into that game I'm like ah let's just get this out the way we're done with them you know what i mean like especially with Giannis being hurt i just you know i think they i think they also took their foot off the gas a little bit too and that's why game five was a completely different game I'm not a big stat guy, but, you know, looking at plus-minus, is Chris's plus minus was pretty bad for most of that series. I think three out of the five games, he had like a negative plus minus Jimmy giving him buckets. You know what I'm saying? Like, should have been West guarding Jimmy a lot, but or should it have been <laughs> looking at contracts and looking at length and size and position. Chris is supposed to be guarding those willy wings. But you know we take that responsibility away from him for whatever reason, and that's not hate. That's not hate whatsoever.
1: That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that.
0: In modern society, man, money is power. Unfortunately, but with that being said, if you have a lot of money, you have a lot of power, and with power comes responsibility. So until. Chris burns all his money from that contract, which he would never do. He's going to have a lot of responsibility on his team. He's going to take a lot of, a lot of quote unquote bashing and a lot of quote unquote hate. If he's underperforming. And that's just the reality of sports. And when he performs well, he gets praise. He gets the applause. You know what I mean? He gets the all-star appearances. Even though, in my opinion, that was just a result of him being on, being on the Bucks. So our record, you know, last year, Levine, Bill. There's, there's a few other people that, you know, definitely probably deserved it from an individual standpoint more than Chris. But I'm not taking that away from Chris. He definitely got those. He deserved those all-star appearances. He got them, you know. Can't, can't knock that. Can't take that away from him. But lately he hasn't been playing to his best of ability, so he's been getting a lot more bashing and a lot more quote unquote hate. Can't blame nobody but him. You can't call people quote unquote haters for holding this guy accountable just as much as they hold anybody else accountable. But it's just like because y'all are Christians, he's off limits. We can we can hold everybody else accountable though. Giannis used to get so much slander within Buck's Twitter when he played, when he underperformed. But he, you know, he stepped his game up, man. He improved. And when he's in his slump, we we recognize it and we acknowledge it. When Bud is playing or when Bud is making questionable decisions, we point it out. When Dante's being inconsistent, we point it out. When Brooke is thinking he's Pedro Stoyakovich, we point it out. When Chris has 20 points, we st- we're we still going to point out the fact that he's lazy on defense. Like, that doesn't mean we're hating. That doesn't mean, oh, he had a good game. We're still looking for something to pick at. No, he still can't play defense. Like Sorry. You know what I mean? Tell him to work on his lateral quickness. You know what I mean? He has a lot of money. He can get the trainers now, man. Like It's, it's enough of y'all holding this guys' hands. It's been years. It's been a lot of... Long nights of, of being stressed out for the stands defending this guy. I know it has been. I know you guys are just, you hate waking up on Twitter probably seeing me tweet or retweeting, you know, Chris and trade ideas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Half of it is me trolling because I know it gets to y'all and I don't care. But the other half is like, I've been saying to trade this guy for the longest, so I'm not finna shut up now because y'all told me to shut up for years, telling me I was wrong, a bad fan for years. But I have yet to be proven wrong. I don't care about being right I just want my team to win a ring And y'all to make it personal Y'all get all uh, I don't know I think it's cause y'all be having a lot of followers And y'all be getting all these retweets and likes And y'all y'all do this whole group think thing And this whole I don't know man But I'm not really entertaining any of that If I'm a hater and some of you guys eyes, uh, It's cool You know what I mean But once we If we ever get to that point We're winning the championship ring None of this is going to matter, you know what I mean? You're not going to be able to say, hey, well, you you can't cheer for us now that we've won because you didn't like Chris Middleton enough and you didn't think that he was a great defender. Well, he wasn't a great defender, you know what I mean? Like, what the, what do you want me to do about it? Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that every time I watch Chris Middleton, somebody's getting a bucket. They could be, that could be they making $2 million a year, $22 million a year, $42 million a year. They're getting a bucket on Chris Middleton. Face I have a problem face, with
1: Because
0: I think defense is all mental, it's effort. Shit like that. That's who like really that. wants it. That's, like that. that's, like that. that's that's confidence. That's it's a lot of things I think and that's that's my main thing with Chris Middleton, man, it's mental with him. Yeah, he lacks athleticism, but I've seen athletic unathletic guys play great. Tayshan Prince, for example. Um, that's kinda of taking it back a little bit, but you know, there are guys out there who who who've won championships that hasn't been the most athletic or that wasn't the most, you know, Superstar qualified out, you know, if you want to say that. But those guys had a lot more effort than Chris Middleton, man. I'm sorry. It just it is what it is. If the buggy trade went through, there would be a lot less trade middleton takes. If this Nets team didn't form, there would be a lot less trade Middleton takes. But that's the reality. And also the fact that we don't have any assets, so it's like, okay, if we need to improve this team to win a ring, what route do we have to go? What 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 options do we have? I'm not trading Drew, especially after all the assets we just gave up to get him, and the fact that he fits Giannis like a glove. Like they they they're both elite on both ends. Both are championship-level players in my eyes, even though they haven't proved, proven that yet. But they've convinced me enough, personally. Got to try Chris Middleton. It's the only route. Nobody. What are you going to get from for Dante? You might as well keep Dante. If, if that's all you're trying to do, is to make that needle-moving jump, you have to include Chris Middleton now. And I think that's another thing that's getting these stands... You know, a little emotional because the inevitable is happening and it's just it's just shattering their illusion, man. Um, and when I say stand, I'm not saying fan either. It's two different things. You can be a you can cheer for this guy. You can, you know, clap for him as we all do. Um, But the stands are the ones who are, you know, obnoxiously overrating this guy to the point to where it's like, OK, if he was that, which I think he is, we'll have a ring. We don't have a ring We haven't had one in 50 years So I don't, I don't know You know what I'm saying I don't know You call it hate I just call it the facts The truth man The truth The truther You know what it is It's boxing for all day Every day This is my first little podcast I never really thought about Doing nothing like this Until recently Um Y'all know I talk my stuff on Twitter all day. But I, it's never that serious for me, man. I'm I'm really just Twitter's mainly for 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 jokes and, and laughs for me, man. I, I be having a lot going on in my personal life, so kind of use it as an outlet to get away, man. Try to get some laughs in and stuff like that. But you know. Don't all it.